Today is the 24th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire and move forward together. Take the next step forward. And as is the custom every single day, we pick up where we left off so that we don't miss anything, so that we read every verse and every book of the Bible. And so picking up where we left off leads us back into the book of Leviticus. Today, Leviticus chapter 15, verse 1 through 16, verse 28. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Any man who has a bodily discharge is ceremonially unclean. This defilement is caused by his discharge, whether the discharge continues or stops. In either case, the man is unclean. Any bed on which the man with the discharge lies and anything on which he sits will be ceremonially unclean. So if you touch the man's bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. If you sit where the man with the discharge has sat, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. If you touch the man with the discharge, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man spits on you, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any saddle blanket on which the man rides will be ceremonially unclean. If you touch anything that was under the man, you will be unclean until evening. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man touches you without first rinsing his hands, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any clay pot the man touches must be broken, and any wooden utensil he touches must be rinsed with water. When the man with the discharge is healed, he must count off seven days for the period of purification. Then he must wash his clothes and bathe himself in fresh water, and he will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day he must get two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle and give his offerings to the priest. The priest will offer one bird for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the man before the Lord for his discharge. Whenever a man has an emission of semen, he must bathe his entire body in water, and he will remain ceremonially unclean until the next evening. Any clothing or leather with semen on it must be washed in water, and it will remain unclean until evening. After a man and a woman have sexual intercourse, they must each bathe in water, 
and they will remain unclean until the next evening. Whenever a woman has her menstrual period, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. Anyone who touches her during that time will be unclean until evening. Anything on which the woman lies or sits during the time of her period will be unclean. If any of you touch her bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. If you touch any object she has sat on, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. This includes her bed or any other object she has sat on. You will be unclean until evening if you touch it. If a man has sexual intercourse with her and her blood touches him, her menstrual impurity will be transmitted to him. He will remain unclean for seven days and any bed on which he lies will be unclean. If a woman has a flow of blood for many days that is unrelated to her menstrual period, or if the blood continues beyond the normal period, she is ceremonially unclean. As during her menstrual period, the woman will be unclean as long as the discharge continues. Any bed she lies on and any object she sits on during that time will be unclean, just as during her normal menstrual period. If any of you touch these things, you will be ceremonially unclean. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. When the woman's bleeding stops, she must count off seven days. Then she will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons and present them to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify her before the Lord for the ceremonial impurity caused by her bleeding. This is how you will guard the people of Israel from ceremonial uncleanness. Otherwise, they would die, for their impurity would defile my tabernacle that stands among them. These are the instructions for dealing with anyone who has a bodily discharge, a man who is unclean because of an omission of semen, or a woman during her menstrual period. It applies to any man or woman who has a bodily discharge, and to a man who has sexual intercourse with a woman who is ceremonially unclean. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons, who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. The Lord said to Moses, Warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. For the ark's cover, the place of atonement is there, and I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen sash around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. 
These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take from the community of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. Then he must take the two male goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. He is to cast sacred lots to determine which goat will be reserved as an offering to the Lord and which will carry the sins of the people to the wilderness of Azazel. Aaron will then present as a sin offering the goat chosen by Lot for the Lord. The other goat, the scapegoat chosen by Lot to be sent away, will be kept alive, standing before the Lord. When it is sent away to Azazel in the wilderness, the people will be purified and made right with the Lord. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. After he has slaughtered the bull as a sin offering, he will fill an incense burner with burning coals from the altar that stands before the Lord. Then he will take two handfuls of fragrant powdered incense and will carry the burner and the incense behind the inner curtain. There in the Lord's presence he will put the incense on the burning coals so that a cloud of incense will rise over the ark's cover, the place of atonement, that rests on the ark of the covenant. If he follows these instructions, he will not die. Then he must take some of the blood of the bull, dip his finger in it, and sprinkle it on the east side of the atonement cover. He must sprinkle blood seven times with his finger in front of the atonement cover. Then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people and carry its blood behind the inner curtain. There he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement cover and in front of it, just as he did with the bull's blood. Through this process, he will purify the most holy place and he will do the same for the entire tabernacle because of the defiling sin and rebellion of the Israelites. No one else is allowed inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters it for the purification ceremony in the most holy place. No one may enter until he comes out again after purifying himself, his family, and all the congregation of Israel, making them right with the Lord. Then Aaron will come out to purify the altar that stands before the Lord, he will do this by taking some of the blood from the bull and the goat and putting it on each of the horns of the altar. Then he must sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times over the altar. In this way he will cleanse it from Israel's defilement and make it holy. When Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place and the tabernacle and the altar, he must present the live goat. He will lay both of his hands on the goat's head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sins to the head of the goat. Then a man, specially chosen for the task, will drive the goat into the wilderness. As the goat goes into the wilderness, 
it will carry all the people's sins upon itself into a desolate land. When Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments he was wearing when he entered the most holy place, and he must leave the garments there. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on his regular garments, and go out to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people. Through this process, he will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Azazel must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Then he may return to the camp. The bull and the goat presented as sin offerings whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony, will be carried outside the camp. The animal's hides, internal organs, and dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to the camp. Mark 7 1 through 23. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands, as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. And Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. 
Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either? He asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Psalm 40, 11 through 17. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't see my way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha! We've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. O oh my God, do not delay. Proverbs 10, 13, and 14. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. Okay, let's take a look at what Jesus is saying in the Gospel of Mark. We encountered something similar to this in the Gospel of Matthew, and we were able to talk a little bit about it. But let's, let's dive back in, because what Jesus is talking about is literally central to his teaching. I think I would dare say central to understanding what the Gospel even is. 
So Jesus is going around teaching what we read today all over the place because it is like foundational, a foundational understanding that we might believe. And what Jesus is saying is, look, you can order your life in such a way that you look good or that you look like you're a certain kind of person. You can get up every day and kind of put on the mask and go about your day pretending. But there is a truth about who you are. And it's behind the exterior. It's behind the presentation. It's behind the personality. It is in your heart. And your life flows from this place, from within. You're living in a world that tells you to just make the outside look right. Say the right things. Look the right way. Show up at the right places. But that's not what's going on here. The transformation happens from within. And when the transformation happens from within, then you don't have to wear a mask because you realize that your sins are forgiven and nothing is being held against you. You don't have to be false. It's not God that's inviting you to be false or hypocritical. It's other people and the control that they get over you and the traditions and rituals that they make you participate in to make you think that this is ordered from the exterior. When the truth of who you are is from within. Like that is central to understanding not only the gospel, but to understanding our humanity. The humanity that Jesus is teaching and describing springs from within and spills out. It's not the other way around where we wear the mask and perfect the mask and look a certain way, hoping that someday that will seep in and become true of us. What's true of us comes from within and spills out. And so ignoring our interior lives and not understanding the terrain of our hearts at all means we're really disassociated with becoming a fully human, the kind of person that Jesus is describing that is true inside and outside. And so I'm just going to kind of quote this passage back from Jesus with all of that in mind so that we can all kind of take this on board and begin to consider it because it's something that needs constant vigilance and consideration. So Jesus said, all of you listen, all of you listen and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. It's what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, 
murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. And so once again, we have this opportunity to examine what's really going on inside of us. We have all, we are like a universe inside of ourselves. And the amount of who we really are that is being revealed into the world is quite curated. But we have to live with ourselves and we have to live inside of our own heads and we have to live inside of our own hearts each and every day. And so we face all kinds of things. Some really, really beautiful, some really, really wonderful. Some parts of our lives have been transformed and we are not who we once were. But that doesn't mean there isn't work to do. And that doesn't mean that we don't live in a world that is literally teaching us and counseling us on how to pretend, how to be fake, how to be a hypocrite, when the truth of who we are will spill out regardless. And so Jesus is counseling us to pay attention to what is within. And so, Father, we invite your Holy Spirit into this. It's not that we don't think about these things. It's not that we don't sit on the couch and beat ourselves up over something that we said to somebody that started an argument and we caused problems again. It's not like we don't know that these things come from within. It's that we're very much not paying attention to where they start. And so we reflect back with regret on things that we've said or done that we probably shouldn't have said or done and we're not realizing that this is coming from within us, from the broken places that are in us, from the places that we've not received healing and the poison is still there. And so often it's because we just aren't even aware, not even paying attention. Come Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you all of it, all of the story of who we are and how we got here, all of the things we were wounded by, all of the things we'd rather forget, all the things that we need to remember, all the things that we rejoice in. It's all part of the story and we open it all to you, asking that you come, come great comforter. Bring comfort to our souls. We reach and take your hand as we walk through the terrain of our hearts, asking you to lead us to these places that, that need healing, that we might become whole and true. Come Holy Spirit into all of this. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and that is the website where you find out what's going on around here. And so check that out. 
You can do all the checking out using the Daily Audio Bible app as well, and you can get that free from the app store that works with your phone or tablet. And so check that out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources there for the journey that we are on, including the brand new uh, ball caps and well, the snapback hats and the uh, beanies that we have in stock. So you can find those in the shop as well. Check that out and the resources there. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. We wouldn't be here at all if we weren't in this together. And so thank you deeply. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, my DAB family. This is Sabina from the Faroe Islands. Um, just wanted to call in and pray for this man. Maybe several people have been praying for you. I think your name was Webster. Um, yeah, you were talking about. Um, not having faith and asking God for faith and so on. Um, yeah, I've I know uh, what you feel. Um, probably not exactly what you feel, but I've had a lot of those same thoughts and, <coughs> and feelings. Um, mostly uh, thoughts about uh, yeah, do I have faith enough faith, and also do I have the right kind of faith and a lot of thoughts around that and struggling with it for many years and it's more peaceful now it's like I have the same kind of mindset but um, it's more peaceful and I think it's because God really spoke to me about uh, letting go and just rest and that's not easy to do right away it takes practice but um, I feel like I'm supposed to say to you, and <laughs> you can take this or not, um, but that God's, God is asking you to rest. Please just rest in me. Um, stop trying so hard and uh, that he loves you just like you are, like the logical person you are. That's how he created you. So when you want more faith and like that just try to think okay i'm letting go and just resting hey dab this is andrew from washington um to the lady that called in february 10th talking about uh, releasing those people who hurt her and forgiving them um, after she heard brian's um, commentary on jesus uh thank you thank you very much for sharing that um that was beautiful that was encouraging and it was a great reminder, and I did it 
I did the same thing that very moment that I heard you say it. Um, so thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is Bridget, um, B. Phil Bridget from New York City. And I just listened to February 16th recording and heard Kevin's request, which I'm going to pray for, but also heard the woman after him and how she just was filled by the Spirit to forgive. Lord, we thank you, God. Father, just listening to that, I just, I bless her this morning, Lord. And Father, in the same manner that she was just broken before you after hearing what happened to your son and asked you for forgiveness, I pray that Kevin and his wife and his, his marriage, God, you would make forgiveness be the center of it all, Lord. That, Father, they would see each other from a place of forgiveness, Lord, a place of love, a place of repentance, a place of servanthood, a place that you have created for them, God. Lord, your word says that what man, that what you have put together, let no man separate, which includes us, we cannot separate what you have put together. So I pray that forgiveness would abound greatly in this family this morning, Lord, that Kevin's family and his marriage would be saved and that it would be a testimony unto you for even his children and that his children would be able to share about how during this most difficult time his mother, their mother and father went through, you came to the rescue, God. We ask you, Lord, touch this marriage. And, and Father, we ask you to bring back that girl that sex trafficked in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, my Daily Audio Bible family. This is David Browning, Savannah, Georgia. And it's been a long time since I've called in, but today's February 16th. I just got done listening to the to the prayer request line and all, and I heard Diane Olive Brown's fall from February 10th and, and and Diane I'm right there with you sister when I think of the sacrifice that was made for us for those those of us that hated him because I know that if I had been in Jerusalem when he was being tried I would have been the one in the crowd screaming crucify him I know that and yet he loved me enough to suffer anyway and to be a sacrifice for my sin, for all our sins. And, and Diane, you're just, uh, I, was, I was weeping with you. The tears were flowing as I listened to you. And, and I just, I thank God so much for, for the salvation he gave us and how he suffered through it and sometimes I don't want to do the hard stuff sometimes if something's a little difficult I don't want to do it but then I have to think about about Jesus carrying his cross and I feel convicted but thank you Diane for, for, for just reminding me of that and, and, and just for the tears that you shared with us and I share mine with you I love all my family in the Daily Audio Bible. 
and I hope to all see y'all, see y'all someday soon. I love you. David Browning, Savannah, Georgia, signing out. Bye. Hello, Debbie Dab Dabbers. This is Chick Selena. I wanted to pray for the lady that um, was from Haiti with the orphanage. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but um, your story was just a pinpointing to my heart, like how difficult and how the stuff that you go through, but out of love to help those kids was so just amazing <laughs> that you're the hands and the feet of Jesus truly. And so I pray, Lord God, may your will be done over this whole situation. And for the people that were taken captive as hostages, Lord God, I pray that you keep them safe, Lord. Keep them safe and, and in comfort and eating and not tormented, Lord Jesus. And I pray that they come out with the ransom for them and that if, if that's the case and those finances be provided, Lord God, I pray that you protect all of those children just to protect their shrouds. Surround them with your guardian angels, Lord. Keep all of those kids safe and, and all of the other volunteers as well, all of the other people involved, Lord God, just keep them all safe. And, and I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for your servants that are your hands and feet that go into crazy, scary situations boldly with courage. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>